Humans have been telling stories for thousands of years, and here's why. Stories activate our emotions, and whenever you combine emotion to new information, that knowledge sticks with us for a lot longer. That's why I'm on a quest to discover true modern stories by the people who live them so that we may all learn wisdom from it. My name is Cole. Thanks for joining me on the summit of Mentor Mountain. Jay Benjamin Line is a guy who woke up one day, put on some running shoes, and made a sign with four words on it that says, I believe in you. And he went out and just started running. Today we get to explore why he did that and what effect it has had on the community. It's a big one. And really we get to hear his full life story, which is just so inspirational. You'll be blown away. And I'm I'm just excited for you to hear. I know you'll like it. Now it starts out with us talking about his early childhood. He was born in Australia and we start out with him as a toddler in Australia. Enjoy. So my parents passed away when I was almost four. And, um, you know, that, that's a whole story in and of itself, but we, we ended up, we didn't, uh, end up with family, with direct family. We had some aunts and uncles some cousins. They weren't really in a position to take us out. Um, our family was, was me and six older sisters. Um, and so as you can imagine, uh, that's not necessarily, you know, something people can take on. Now, my oldest sister was in college, but it didn't work out to have family take us. And so we actually went to live with a family in New Jersey that uh, the mom was friends with my mom in, in nursing school in Australia. And they had made, I think they made some kind of, you know, talk to each other. Hey, if something happens to one another, we'll take each other's kids, that kind of thing. So I, I don't know exactly, you know, being four years old, I don't know exactly all of the details necessarily. So the New Jersey family, they, they it wasn't a formal adoption. It sounds like it was just kind of a, an arrangement. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, um, we end up there and, you know, being a four-year-old, we, we all, we all went through this experience differently, right? My, my sisters mm-hmm. being the age that they were being older having to deal with a lot of things that I didn't really deal with, but then me being four, not really understanding what's going on. Right. I can remember my parents' funeral. I can remember different things. I don't know what's going on, right? I'm four years old. So, uh, being, uh, moving to New Jersey and being with this family, no, it wasn't a a formal legal. I I don't really know. It, It was never a formalized adoption. Yeah. And I don't, they never really took care of our paperwork as far as, you know, getting a visa, getting citizenship, permanent residency, never, uh, none of that really happened. When I ended up getting out of there, it was a bad situation. I did. That's why I say getting out of there. When I got out of there around right before age 10, we were illegal immigrants and it took mm-hmm. quite a while after landing with the family that adopted me here in Utah, it took a long time, um, you know, multiple years before I was finally a legal permanent lawful resident in the United States. So That's yeah, it's, wild. uh, again, being so young, I don't have a lot of the details. I do, you know, my sisters know some of those and I, we talk about it sometimes, but yeah, I'm still, as a result of that, I am still not a citizen of the U S I'm actually a permanent resident. And that's, 
because of a lot of different factors, uh, my green card came out for expiration. I asked my adopted parents, why didn't you get me citizenship? And they said, oh, we never thought about it. They were just, you know, they just wanted to make sure I could stay in the country, right? Like get your right. permanent residency. Yeah. And then when I got married, my it was coming up for renewal and I lost it. And I searched everywhere for it. And I finally found I had to get a new one and that put it out another so many years, right? And so, um, but recently I did, I did go pass my citizenship test and I'll be sworn in uh, sometime here in the next couple of months. So I will be a citizen. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of That's a exciting. kind of a crazy story of, you know, just, just interesting circumstances. Yeah. When you say it was a bad experience, do you mind speaking more to your New Jersey experience? Yeah. Yeah. And I say it's a bad experience and, and it was obviously anything terrible that you go through like that is, is bad. But I, when I look at it now, I look at it as a positive for the mm. perspective and the things that I learned. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, living with this family, they, there was a few other kids that they had already and they brought us in. Um, and it was really, you know, it was an interesting situation because being in a family, whether, whether you're a foster kid or adopted and things like that, even if you're adopted and fully loved and fully accepted, you always have in the back of your mind that you're a second class citizen right i mean it's always there even though it might not be true it's you have that in your mind but in a situation like this uh we were treated pretty second class right away um you know we i think he had been abused as a a kid by his father and that led to a lot of uh his behavior right but he he physically abused us um was very very stern, very restrictive, right? We couldn't, we couldn't go to the kitchen anytime and get a piece of bread. If we were hungry, if we did, he would, he would beat us. Um, you could be, you know, he has a, somebody over and he's discussing something at the kitchen table. Right. And my sister is there and she's, you know, says something and he didn't like it. And so as soon as that person leave and he, you know, beats her and just, just all kinds of like, kind of like Dr. Jekyll, you know, Mr. Hyde personality. Um, outwardly uh, came off to people and his outward appearance and outward personality was, Hey, I'm a, I'm a wonderful God loving, you know, scriptorian guy. Uh, He's actually, um, when I got out of that situation was actually the Bishop uh, of our local LDS ward there. When Ben says LDS, he's referring to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, more commonly known as the Mormon church. And a bishop is actually seen as an authority figure over that local community where the church is held. And so, you know, there's, I don't, I think some people didn't really even believe when if after that came out and after the, you know, it became kind of public that, oh, that, that's not him, right? Like he's, he's not that guy because he would be so two-faced mm-hmm. and, and just flip on a dime and, and be so abusive. So we... We went through a lot of, of rough times and really being age four, I didn't really know the difference necessarily, right? I mean, most of my, yeah. what I could recall up until about age 10 was living with them. So, um, yeah, it's just, just, just all kinds of, you know, luckily not sexual abuse. It was physical abuse, uh, but yeah. still it, it takes, it takes a long time to get over things like that. I still, um, from time to time, you know, I'm dealing with the effects of that. I mean, for, for years after getting out of there, if there was a loud noise, like a balloon popping or something like that, right. I would have a physical reaction mm-hmm. to that. So it, 
it, yeah. it's been years of, of working through and I, I would say you know we're all affected completely differently in a lot of ways um but we're still working through it it's i don't think it's something that you really ever fully get over in this life yeah yeah i i can imagine i mean because that's just the balloon popping is something that you don't even have time to process consciously it's more of a subconscious reaction so that's that comes from a deep place um was there a moment when you were living in new jersey um I, I, cause, so I have a four-year-old, right. And, and when someone that young experiences death, I would imagine that it doesn't register to them exactly what, what's going on. Was there a moment in Mm. New Jersey where it sunk in and it really hit you hard? Yeah. And it's hard to remember back now that in my old age. Yeah. You know, the age you think back, you know, of your childhood and, um, I luckily, um, uh, recently my, one of my nieces, my oldest sister's daughter, she did a, a school assignment and was asked to, to do kind of like a pod. It's kind of like a podcast format or kind of like a presentation, but it's, you know, interviewing people and then like stitching it together into mm-hmm. a, an audio presentation. And she interviewed my oldest sister or her mom and one of my older sisters and me and one of my uh older sisters you know she shared an experience uh, of of what happened um you know when when my parents were gone right and and telling me about it and it broke my heart it, it shattered my soul it was so you know not remembering that i don't remember it but she she mentioned that hey like mom and dad are gone right and I, i'm just like no they're not they're not mm. and right she's like yes they are and like i'm not right and just and all of that so it was i'm glad to have um that perspective because i don't remember that um okay. but yeah being in new jersey i remember having nightmares when i first moved there um and then times i think you know as you get older and you realize um what's going on yeah i'm I'm sure it was that i can't think of it more of a specific time where i really realized it but just over time um just really started to think you know i have the my sisters and as they get older and moved out you know they're out there and i really hate it here and i know we used to have you know great parents and um yeah there's times where it's just like hey you know cling to a birthday card that i have because that's all i really have for my sister and just wishing like i I don't want to be here, right? Like I wish I was, I wish I was anywhere else. But yeah, it was more of a a, a process over time. Yeah, I I would imagine. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. I know that's not why you're here, but just your your whole story um, is really powerful. So tell me, at age ten, you're living in New Jersey. What got you out of New Jersey? Yeah, so my sister being in Utah and being at BYU, um, which is why she was there for school and um, also eventually got married to to a guy out in Utah. Uh, she was kind of, you know, pretty far away from us. We had a couple older sisters still in the area. We were in New Jersey. I think I had a sister. They lived together at the time um, close by, you know, like 10 minutes away, not that far. And it had gotten to the point where like we had some contact with them. They would, they would call us sometimes and say, Hey, uh, or call them 
they, can, can we get them available for the weekend? Can we take them to the beach or can we take them somewhere? Right. And they would say, no, they're busy and things like that. But we still did talk to them from time to time. They did come over. I did go, you know, sleep in my sister's house over a weekend. And, and every time we go there, right. It's like, oh, this is all the terrible things that are going on. And they were, they were planning to get us out. It was at that point, it was me, my next two oldest sisters, the three of us. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they were planning, how can we get them out of there? Um, right. Knowing that it's not a formal thing and it, you know, we don't, there's no legal, uh, situation where, you know, if we got out of there, that there would be a problem. So my oldest sister kind of helped coordinate that, but basically they came up with this plan to, uh, basically uh, on a Friday night, I would go to stay with my sisters nearby and they say, they, they basically said, pack everything that you can bring because you're not coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew this in advance. Um, basically just grab like a, a black hefty garbage bag and, you know, put a bunch of stuff in it. And I didn't put too much stuff cause I didn't want to put all my stuff and like grabbing all my stuff and then, you know, be suspicious. And they're saying, where, what are you doing? Like, you know, this isn't normal. So yeah. it was like put in, you know, a blanket and then like put a bunch of stuff in the blanket, but I didn't get to take probably even half of the stuff that I did have, which wasn't a ton, but I didn't get to take it with me. And then went to my sister's apartment and then stayed with them for a little while. Um, and I remember one of my, my sisters, you know, the, her in-laws, uh, parents are really great and, and helped out with Christmas gifts and things like that. Cause I think at the time it was Christmas was my birthday. I can't remember the time of year, but you know, just being really great. And then eventually arranged with my sister to fly me out to Utah. And I stayed with my sister and then stayed with her in-laws uh, for a good amount of time for about six months while they tried to find a home for me, right. And home, a home for my sisters. And my sister stayed a little bit longer. They were actually out of town at the time. I think they were at a, a girl's camp or something like that. Um, but yeah, they just, I went and I left and I didn't go back. And they, uh, when they found out they weren't, you know, super happy about that. And they came to my sister's work and where is he? And she's like, he's never coming back. Right. You're never going to mm -hmm. see him again. Um, and my sisters eventually made it out to where we were and, and we were, I, you know, eventually adopted by a, a family together, the three of us. And that's how we ended up in Utah and, and got out of that situation. That's amazing, man. What? So I, I would imagine the Utah situation is, was better than the New Jersey situation. Yes. With your family. <laughs> so, so it wouldn't take much, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I feel blessed. I was born originally with some great parents, right? I didn't get to know them very well. Yeah. Um, and then I lived with terrible parents, right? Mm. And then I was adopted by amazing parents. So I had a good range of, uh, you know, cherishing my, my biological parents. But since I didn't get to know them much, having the contrast of a terrible situation in a great situation. I, it really led to a, a great appreciation and, you know, overall like perspective that I, I wouldn't have had, right. You know, most of us to grow up in a normal family, families have issues for sure. Uh, but not these kinds of issues, right. I, I'm glad I, I grew up in those situations because now I feel like I'm a more complete person, right. Which has a lot to do with what I do in my spare time. And, you know, what we're here to talk about, um, in more detail as well. But yeah, I, I was adopted, um, 
you know, I, I was living with my, my sister's in-laws for quite a while, had a, a family I went to kind of, you know, live with, um, and they only wanted to adopt me and I didn't want to, you know, be separated from my sisters. And then through LDS mm-hmm. social services, we're able to find, uh, my parents now and, and they adopted the three of us in addition to the two children that they had at the time. And, um, they're, they're angels, right. And she, she was going through cancer treatment, just wrapping that up at the time. And, um, they're, they're some of the most amazing people that exist on the earth, right? Just angels. And that's incredible. I've, uh, I've had them as my parents, uh, so gratefully ever since. That's great. You can make a movie out of your life. That's incredible. <laughs> Thanks for you sharing. You know what? You can make a movie out of anybody's life. You think your life, <laughs> you, you think you have nothing to offer and it's boring and it doesn't matter. Like everybody has, has amazing stories for sure. But yeah, I, I'm glad that not everybody has this kind of story because it's not the most fun to go through. But again, uh, those things that aren't fun to go through, they end up, well, they end up either breaking you or if you come out the other side, you come out a, a way better person. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Life life is a movie for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And and you hit the nail on the head with that. It, you remind me of a guy... Um, his name is Dale Hole. He was on the podcast and he was paralyzed from the neck down at uh, for, mm. age 43. He was an OBGYN and just the whole life turned upside down, right? As a dad, as a professional. Oh, yeah. Um, he he was able to, anyway, do amazing things afterward. And um, he did say that those, that life's greatest trials are just great trials in general. They make they take us from two-dimensional human beings and make us three-dimensional and Mm -hmm. we're just able to have a lot more depth to us when we go through those trials um Uh, amen and yeah definitely ben after that was able to live a pretty normal american life he grew up went to college got married found success in a career and eventually found himself in eagle mountain utah where he then found a friend who introduced him to running. So I, we moved out to Eagle Mountain in that first house and about the same, so I think it's one street over, but the same house number, uh, John Gifford lived there and, and uh, you know, moved in around the same time that we did. And so I, I met him and he, he ended up being a great friend, but he was, he was the one that got me started running. Uh, when I went to his house, uh, I went over there and like, Hey, is, you know, is John here? And his wife's like, it was Saturday morning. And his wife's like, no, he's out running 18 miles. And I thought to myself, like, I didn't, you know, say that to her, but what kind of crazy weirdo? <laughs> 18 miles. What a weirdo. On a Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning. What are you doing? <laughs> like, okay. Like this guy's nuts. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's that great kind of friend that like, he does good things, but then like, tries to get you to join him, right? <laughs> so pretty quickly, he was able to talk me into, hey, let's go run two miles. And so it was like, okay, fine. I can run two miles. I've run two miles before. All right, but I didn't like running. Uh, a lot of people, if you, if you ask them, hey, do you like to run? No, like no one usually starts out just loving running. So I, I went running with him and he kind of tricked me a little bit or maybe he wasn't paying attention, but we got two miles in and I didn't have a watch. Like it, it's not like today where we have our Apple watches Oh, and yeah. everybody's got an iPhone and he had like this mm-hmm. giant Garmin watch. So he knew 
But he's like, yeah, we're like, are we, are we close to halfway? And he's like, yeah, we're two miles in. <laughs> and then I thought, no, we don't run bad, bad to go two back. miles. <laughs> no way. So, so I say that he tricked me. I don't know if he tried to trick me, but it was a good trick. Cause he, I, by the time I got back, I was dead, but then I, I like to be competitive. So he kind of ignited that competitive. Like, Hey, if, if he can do this, I can, you know, I can get as good as him or I can beat him. Right. So we would go <laughs> yeah. running together. Eventually he talked me into let's run a half, right? We did, did some smaller things. And then nice. the next logical step from a half marathon is a marathon. And so we ran multiple marathons and did a good chunk of those together. And yeah, it's, it's what? a habit that I'm so glad that he, he got me started on that because it set me up for so many great things. Yeah. Well, it's changed a lot of lives just from that that side hobby, that exercise method, whatever you want to call it, it, it has. And, and we'll get into that in just a second. But what makes you want to go from, because I've run a half marathon. And after oh, doing nice, that, I thought, Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yep, did that. Like, I'm good. Well, I'm good what now. Made <laughs> what, made, what made you want to go to a full marathon? And were there additional lessons in that? Yeah, I mean, he had a lot to do with that, right? We've run a half. We might as well run a marathon. It was kind of like, okay, <laughs> next year, sure. let's, uh, you know, we'll just run double. Yeah, yeah. it's it's something. Yeah, you, know, you have to think kind of twice about it because it's not it's not an easy thing. I think it's it's something that that most people could probably do. I mean, obviously, if you have mm. a really bad disability or you have some kind of chronic issue, um, that would hinder your chances of that. But most people probably could do it. Um, yeah. I still don't look at it as a, you know, it's something I kind of like, oh, it, it's an accomplishment, but I kind of dread it, right? Like, I don't really, I'm not looking forward to the pain and things like that. So, yeah, we just, we started training for it and pretty soon found, you know, it's not, it's not too bad, but, you know, I, I took the training approach and we took the same approach where you, you run like multiple 20 mile runs and that's mm -hmm. kind of like your, your max distance. And yeah. kind of started training in the early part of the spring, and then all the way to uh, St. George Marathon is, is which marathon it was. It was, and that's in October. It was like the first mm -hmm. week of October, and you feel prepared, right? But you don't, you don't really know, and you know it's a long ways, and you've never run more than twenty miles, and it's twenty six point two. Um, but yeah, it was it was mostly him, you know, really helping really, Hey, we're going to do this and it's going to be fine and whatever. And it was like, okay, okay, John, let's do it. Uh, but not really knowing, you know, the pain, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a, there's a good amount of, you get to past mile 20 and then mile 21, 22, 23. And you think about three miles left. Like I hurt everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> But is it just kind of an out of yeah. experience where you just let your body keep going and bite the bullet? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like you do get to a point where you think I, I can't go. Yeah. I'm at 20 miles. And it's like, I can't go six more miles. No way. Um, but the reason I, I think really it, it appealed to me is, you know, being, being the person that, that I am because of my experiences, and mm -hmm. coming out on the good side of those experiences, like it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get a lot out of it, but yeah, you, I, I was running. I remember my, my mom, 
uh, I've been told, right. She used to run five miles a day. She would run like every day, five miles. And that's, that's more than I run, but, um, I kind of felt a connection to her as I got into running, feeling connected to, you know, this is something my mom loved to do, did all the time. And so I feel a lot of connection with her. And I remember running the marathon and feeling her influence, right. And feeling that connection. So that was a special experience, especially towards the end when you're thinking like, somebody help me, like, please, anybody help me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Uh, I'm seeing, I'm running down a hill and I'm coming up on a couple of people kind of, you know, sitting in the middle of the road. And as I pass, mm-hmm. look down and there's a lady there bent over and, you know, a guy, I don't know, her husband, somebody with her and she's puking everywhere all over the road. Right. And you see people breaking down you see these things and like, I, I just need help. I need to be able to get through this. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite an amazing experience. Uh, but it's, uh, it's more of that, you know, the reason I did it is more for the accomplishment and, you know, just pushing yourself as far as you can and then realizing, Hey, like there's more to me than I thought I can go further. I can go a lot further than that and I can accomplish just amazing things. It's, it's one of those things. That's really powerful to prove that to yourself. I feel like it's a lot harder to prove to yourself how amazing you are. Um, it's a lot easier to prove or to, to portray that you're a confident and capable person to others. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to proving it to yourself, it's a lot harder. So that's powerful. Definitely. Um, definitely. So how did the sign come about? What made you want (laughs) to run around like a crazy guy with a sign? Yeah. And that's, that's how it seemed to me at first. Cause I, (laughs) I'm not that guy by nature. Right. I don't think like, I'm not like a, a content creator on YouTube. It's like, I just by nature can be loud and, and go out and, you know, get in front of people. And that's what I love. And I get energy from that super yeah. extroverted. Like that's not me at all. Yeah. Um, when I, the way it came about is I, I went through kind of that progression, right? Where I, I started running, I ran races, I got into marathons. I ran multiple marathons. Um, I did not run ultra marathons and I don't want to run ultra marathons. <laughs> so I just kind of got to the point. Uh, <laughs> where you know i've run multiple marathons i've done these races i've spent many years in a row training i don't want to train anymore like i just want to run i like by that point and i tell people this like once you get into shape and if you have a friend to go with like it's you'll go out with a friend you'll talk to your friend you'll run 20 miles you'll be done you're like man i'm tired but i don't remember running i just remember having a great time right like it's yeah, it's fun to do. And so it, it has been ingrained in me that I didn't make the decision to run anymore. It's more like I'm, I'm just a runner. I run and I don't want to have to run 10 miles today. I don't want to run six miles today, whatever it is. Right. I just want to run. So I spent time, um, you know, just running and, and just enjoying it. And so eventually, you know, you go through a progression as you, as you go through life, right. And you go through experiences and things build off of each other. And so I got to the point where racing wasn't a priority, uh, which is convenient, you know, as you get older, cause you, you feel slower anyway. And, you know, running fast isn't, I have to beat my time and beat my time. It's a lot of, a lot of stress and you're kind of going down that decline anyway. And it's like, ah, I don't care about speed anymore, but yeah. eventually I was out running and I run in the morning. So that's the time when people are leaving their house and they're driving 
to work or they're taking kids to school. All right. So you get people driving to work, um, or you get, you do get a lot of moms driving around town uh, and things like that. So I'd see these people as they went by and I, I get about, you know, just a glimpse of their face for a few seconds. And I just, I just started to have the overwhelming feeling like, Hey, I need to, I need to motivate or help motivate people or, um, not just motivation, but like, I need to help people feel better because I can, I know what it's like, uh, you know, to have a long commute, uh, or to have some difficult children and you're trying to, you know, get them to just to wear clothes, right. And get in the car and get them to school, whatever it is, right. There's a lot, there's a lot that weighs on people's minds. There's a lot that people deal with. I can, I can see that on a lot of people's faces and you know, the kind of the whisper, um, to my heart, right. Like, Hey, I could do something to uplift these people. Also, I, I work at home and I'm, I'm not out much. So really the only time that I'm really feeling any kind of like I'm getting out with people was in front of people while I run and while I pass them. So mm. I, I got this idea when, you know, just one day, like, Hey, I could, I could do something. I didn't know what it was. Um, thought through all kinds of scenarios, right? Like how could I get their attention? How could I, how can I communicate something meaningful? while I'm out running, like, do I jump out in front of the car? Right. Or do I like, that's weird. Like <laughs> just, they, it, it was all weird, weird ideas, right? Like none, none of the stuff yeah. really made a lot of, but eventually like I kept having this idea and it took a while. Eventually I got an, uh, the idea that, Hey, I can hold, I can have a sign. Right. And I thought, well, that's hard to hold something while you run. It's annoying, but mm-hmm. I could have a sign and I could say something. And eventually, um, I didn't get the message yet. I didn't know what I was going to have on it, but I got excited one day when I got that idea because I, I had this whole, like my whole being was like full of excitement, right? So I got home and got and wrote it into my phone. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and run. I'm going to have a sign. I'm going to, you know, help people feel better. And it's it's going to be a really cool thing. And people that can't run, I'm going to, you know, we're going to stand on street corners. We're going to get together and we're going to make sure that we show everybody, you know, that the we support them and, and just see how cool this is. And I'm just feeling just amazing about it and wrote it down and then later in the day and this this is what happened pretty much every time and i think this happens a lot with a lot of people is you have these great thoughts but then you have the doubts like right after that you have the doubts creep in and they're always like you're gonna look stupid uh that's really hard to do like is even gonna be worth it like people are gonna think you're stupid people are gonna think you look stupid uh like you said a crazy guy running around what kind of crazy weirdo takes time out of the day to go do that right so, yeah. And, and no one, as far as I knew, had ever done this. Um, no one's gone running around with a sign. I've never seen it. I, I Googled it everywhere. No one's done it. I thought, well, you know, pretty much every idea has been done. Like, if no one's done this, there's got to be a good reason for that. <laughs> right? It's when you know it's quite a risk. <laughs> yeah. That's... It's... So, yeah, it, it was just something that it formulated over time. And so I had this thought, even after I wrote that down, that was 2019. And I didn't start doing it until 2001. Um, and so when I when I told it up, like when I, in my mind, from when I first got the idea to when I started doing it, it was about two and a half years. And what really put me over, it was always in the back of my mind, but what really put me over the edge as far as actually doing it uh, I think it had a lot to do with the current state of the world uh, in in 2020 uh, because of COVID. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously you lived through that and everybody listening to this 
probably lived through it or, or you know, knows um, if it's way down the road years, you know, what that experience was. But it, it all affected us in different ways. Um, I, I am not an extrovert, right? I, I would say I'm more introverted. Now, I can be one and that's okay. But I, if, if you say what's your default, you know, would you rather go out tonight and do all this? Would you rather stay home right now? I'd rather stay home. I'd rather do yeah. something on my own or something like that. Yeah. So I'm kind of in between, but I, I definitely don't, don't like putting myself out there in weird ways. Um, but yeah, I, all of those things coming together, being locked down, like having to wear masks, people fighting over having to wear masks, people fighting over the presidential election, right. And politics, um, you know, weird things with, you know, people around just like, oh, this person's wearing a mask. They're not wearing a mask. Like, oh, I hate masks. Like uh, just all of the ridiculousness. Like, even, you know, even some of my, yeah. my older kids, because um, something I didn't realize, because when I went to school, I didn't care who the president was. I didn't care what was going on politically, but you know, they get it in their face all day, every day because of social media and things like that. And so, you know, a couple of the older kids are kind of debating with each other on, on, you know, different sides of the spectrum. And we had, you know, family member pass away. There's just all kinds of things happening, right? We we love to travel and go places. We couldn't do that. Um, nothing was wrong on the surface. Like, still have a great job. In fact, my job in the pandemic took off even more. Um, family's healthy. Uh, we we don't have money problems, right? All the all the obvious things that you would look at and say. Oh, well, you're, you're getting depressed because you have obviously, right? Like, you know, your wife passed away or you lost your job or whatever it was, right? None of those things were, were a thing for me. Um, everything was fine, mm-hmm. but I just felt empty inside. I felt, I didn't feel good. I just felt like weary of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was still in a good spot, but just mentally, emotionally, it was just like, I, you know, I, looking back at it now, when I talk about it, um, it's, you know, it was depression, I think to a degree, not mm-hmm. the kind of depression that keeps you in bed and I can't get out of bed and everything's terrible and I can't do anything kind of depression. But to me, it was a, I just like my soul felt weary and I didn't like feeling like that. I remember thinking like, you know, in, in our church, you get asked to speak sometimes. I remember thinking like, crap, I haven't spoken in, in, a long time. And when COVID started that Sunday, they canceled everything and never had church, you know, for months after that yeah. in person, I was supposed to speak. And so in the back of my mind, I was like, crap, I hope they don't <laughs> ask me to speak because I, I don't have anything to say. I have nothing mm. that I feel would help anybody. I feel like something negative is going to come out, right? Like I'm just not in a great positive mindset at, at all. Um, just at all. I'm just so tired of, of everything going on and I, I have nothing to say. Well, of course, what happens next, right, is not that long after I get a phone call. Hey, can you give, give a talk? Of course. Church. And I thought, geez, I didn't even say it out loud. Like, this is all in my head. And it, it you know, a few days later, I'm getting that call. So I say, yes, um, I was given two weeks to prepare. And I thought, I've never had two weeks. And I've, I've never really prepared. Right. I, someone asked you to do something, you kind of, okay, the night before I'll do something. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. Um, I don't know why I said yes. I just, I like to say yes. I like to help people out. And I'm like, I don't really want to do it. Uh, <laughs> the next day I was like, crap, what am I going to do? And then I thought, you know what? I'll just say a prayer. 
right? Like, and my prayer was basically, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like, I'm tired of this. This it's just a waste of time to feel like this. Um, not productive at all. Like, I just, I need some help. And went about my day. Nothing really changed. I went out for a run the next day. And I got about a mile into the run. And then all of a sudden it hit me. And and it was, this time it wasn't just a, a little impression. It was more, it was like a, a piercing of the soul, right? Like forceful. Um, I, I don't want to say club over the head because it wasn't like that, but it was like, like, oh my, like this is, this is something, this is like some inspiration, right? This doesn't happen like this very often. And it was like, you need to do that idea. You need to do it. Um, and if you do it, you'll have something to talk about for your talk. Right. And I, I got really excited, really, you know, just kind of like the worry went out the window, right? I wasn't worried anymore. I was just like this. I need to do this idea. Like this is really going to help, uh, help me. And and not only for my talk, but it's going to help me, you know, this is going to be amazing. And yeah. I knew I had to do it at that point. It was, it was a pretty powerful experience. Lasted, you know, kind of a couple minutes and got home from my run, you know, this time, like I, I told my wife about the idea. I hadn't really told anybody about the idea until then. Like, I'm going to do this. What do you think about it? Right. And she's like, I think that's a really cool thing. Like, you know, like, are people going to think I'm stupid? Are people going to think I've lost it? I'm crazy. Right. And, and she's positive about it, but you still have the doubts creep in. Um, yeah, I said, I'm going to do it, but those doubts would creep in, but you know, I, I plan to do it and yeah, I ended up doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, first off, that's awesome that your wife was so supportive. I think partners make a huge difference in that type of thing, but was there anything, was it just because that feeling was so powerful that made you, that that's what helped you push through the doubts or was there something else? Yeah, that's part of it. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's all about you're being prepared for different things throughout your life and certain stages in life, right? If, if those ideas come before you or come up, like you just, you don't see, you wouldn't see them. You wouldn't pay attention to them. They wouldn't mean anything to you until you've gone through a certain experience. Uh, and so in my life, going through all those terrible things as a kid, coming out on the good side of it, um, getting into running getting to the point where I really enjoyed running. And it's just something that I did. Um, and then, you know, getting to the point where getting a little inspiration to do something even better, uh, while I'm running all of those things built on each other. And so it's just, it's a combination of those things that it's, it's awesome to think about. Um, and it's, it's just awesome to do like so many amazing things have happened since. <laughs> yeah. Well, You've definitely changed a lot of lives. Do you mind telling telling us what the first run was like? Yeah, what happened. <laughs> you know, you get those butterflies before you perform or you do something in front of people or whatever. You're just like, I'm getting like that times 10 thinking, mm-hmm. man, I don't want to do this. This is going to be, it's going to go weird and people are going to think I'm crazy still. And then I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go out the door. So I walk out the door. Walking down my yard, I always walk to the corner, kind of warm up a little bit, and then I run. And yeah. it's the time the kids are going to school. And so, you know, there's a neighborhood kid coming down the street. And I see him. And just in a split second of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I've got to do it. So, you know, here's my sign, right? And he looks at me and smiles. I thought, okay, that's not too bad. 
and I walk down to the corner, start my run on my watch and start running. And I, I see another kid and she smiles at me. And um, then I see a car and I get really excited, right? So I'm holding it up above my head and I didn't plan to do that. I just wanted to run with it down here. Um, I didn't think it was really possible to run for a while doing this, but apparently it is because I do it now. It just um, got a lot of energy, <laughs> right? You get excited, right? You're just like, oh, I just want yeah. to do it. And so I did that. Um, got, you know, smiles and a honk and just lots of, uh, lots of awesome reactions from people. It, like, so I, when you run, sometimes you get, you know, the runner's higher, you get really the endorphins flowing, you really f- feel good. And so I, I was just feeling really good and I got halfway through my run, uh, which is two and a half miles. I was going to run like five miles. And then I thought, why, why did I do that? Because I am not feeling good. Like. I'm excited that oh. my heart rate, I look at my watch and my heart rate was at like one high one seventies or one eighty or something like that. Right. It was, or no. Yeah. It was in the one seventies. <laughs> and usually if I'm pushing myself, <laughs> I'm in the one fifties. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is a, a huge load on my body that I don't usually have. And I don't feel good. I'm not gonna be able to make it back because I was turning around kind of running a, not the same route, but we're coming out onto the highway where there's even more traffic. And I thought, I don't know if I can make this. And I, and I did. <laughs> nice. I, I did make it home, uh, but I did hold it up, you know, as much as I could, which is, you know, anytime there's a car, I would hold it up above my head. And then if the line of cars is gone, there's nobody around, I would just, I'd bring it down. And I did it. And it was a lot of fun. I, and I did it for those couple weeks before, you know, I gave my talk, right? And I, I gave a talk on it and just, you know, it, it, it went really well. Um, and then I kept, I kept doing it, uh, but I, that first run was, <laughs> uh, it was a pretty fun thing thinking back on it. You know, it's that time where I finally said, okay, enough, enough with these dumb doubts, enough with these, I'm just going to do it. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm just going to do it. Like, just get it out of the way and, yeah. and do it. And I'm, I'm glad I did. I, I, it's too bad I waited so long, but I think I had to go through that, those experiences to get to that point where I actually would do it. So it's, it's just been amazing. Oh, that's incredible, man. Uh, I remember first seeing you and it was after a super long day and I was just overwhelmed with work and seeing that it it made, it definitely changed my night. It gave me more energy because mm-hmm. um, it took me out of the state that I was in. Because you mentioned that, you know, people are going to work and or they're taking kids to school and maybe had a hard time getting clothes on their kids and your your brain goes into a certain state at at that point where you're just kind of going through the motions or making sure you have everything or just stressing about the small things and that's what I was doing when I first saw you I've seen you a couple of times and every time it makes me smile and <laughs> um it it took me out of that state and it was just like a snap of the fingers and it felt like it just recalibrated uh, how I should be thinking. And um, no, thanks for sharing that. A lot That's, of people. Yeah. That, yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for and, sharing. I, it, I, I get a lot of joy out of it. Right. Um, but I, I didn't realize what you just explained. I, I, I still, I've never seen, I've never been out driving and seen myself. Right. So, 
Right. I haven't yeah. had that experience, but I get I get a lot of when people share, right? I get stories like this and they it's like what what's more important than that, right? If I can help yeah, someone to, if I can just be that little little spark for a person, like nothing else even matters, right? It's the most important thing in life is is people. And yeah. Like like you were talking about, right? You're you're thinking about and worrying about all of these things. Uh, that really, like in the end, they really don't matter. But man, they they stress us out and they worry us, and you get kind of in this just like, ugh, got to go here. I got to do this. Like I'm so tired of this. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated at this person or this circumstance or whatever it is. And what we don't realize is, like, where we have all of that amazingness and greatness. Like it's in us. It's already there. And it's like somebody's pulled a. You know, they pulled the wool over our eyes, right? Like it's, we're amazing. We are all amazing, but we don't remember it as often as we need to. And sometimes all we need is just some external validation and it's a reminder. Um, it's not, you know, anything, I'm not teaching anybody anything new. It's just like, I believe in you. Oh yeah. You know, I am great. I am cool. Um, I, I can do a lot. Like we forget it. And, and that message is just a reminder that, that you're, you're already amazing. Uh, you're being too hard on yourself. You're getting caught up in things that don't matter. Just like when I went through the process, right? The doubts and the lies, uh, they are lies. Mm -hmm. uh, things aren't as bad as they seem things. You, you can do more than you think, right? We, we know that, but we forget it every day <laughs> we forget. And if somebody else reminds us. Uh, all it takes is this, like we're, what I've learned is that most people, uh, may feel down in the dumps and rock bottom, but really are this close to feeling better. And all I do is help spark that connection and they make the connection in that, in the few seconds that I see them and then they do everything. I'm, I'm barely doing anything, uh, but it's coming from a place, uh, that's meaningful because, you know, they, they see this weird guy why is he on the side of the road struggling right they see this struggling guy to hold the sign up and um that that means a lot because you know that guy's taking time out of his day to go out of his way to get his heart rate up to you know 170 or whatever it was um so you tell me this right and that that resonates it's more than just a sign in the side of the road it's more than a t-shirt um there's a person attached to it he's, he's making effort um, and I, I just, I didn't fully understand that, uh, especially at first, um, yeah. how powerful that was. And I, it, it's so cool to learn what I've learned over the last couple of years about that. And I have like stories that you shared, those, those are gold to me, right? Those are like my treasures. I, I try to save as many as I can. People post and there's tons of comments or whatever it is, I save that, right? I save, I go save it as a PDF and I save it and I read them um, because it's, it's just so fun. I, and I get, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that I'll never, I'll never hear the stories, but even the small percentage I've heard, I mean, I have hundreds and that's awesome. That that's the problem that I talked about, you know, that you, that you saw in my other interview is that I, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to do this. <laughs> 
right? There's so many other things That's... I want to do because I, I get so much out of it and it's such a joy. Um, yeah. Because I get to be, I get to be, uh, you know, you kind of used as a tool, right. To, to help all of these people. And it's, it's, it's just, it's awesome. I, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's just awesome. Well, yeah. And you've sometimes it's a small spark for somebody and sometimes it's a, a huge, huge bang from the other mm. stories that I've, I've heard you yeah. tell. And, um, do you mind, uh, I guess, at what point did you realize you holding this sign was a lot bigger than you giving a talk in church? I was training for this run. I was about nine miles in like a 10 mile run. And when I do those longer runs, I like to um, break up the monotony by not running the loop, like leaving the house, running, coming back. I'll say, Hey, yeah. my wife, can you come pick me up in like an hour? Right. Or whatever, whatever the distance is. And I'll be at, you know, yeah. I'll be in Lehigh. I'll be at Macy's or whatever. So this is a run to Macy's. And I got down, I was on main street and I saw a guy, um, turn around. So cars going this way. And then they turn around and park on facing me about a hundred yards up ahead. And a few people, I'd had a few people stop and thank me. And, um, but I really wasn't sure, you know, what was going on because you never know, you know, how, how people react in public to things. So I was a little nervous about it, but I got up and, and he rolled down his window and I went and crouched over and, and he was in tears and he said, you know, Hey brother, I, I was out, I was driving around. I met with my therapist recently and I'm dealing with some things, but I was out driving around and I had just made the decision that I was going to end my life. And I made that decision. And then I saw you right after that. I, I saw you with your sign. And he said that it, it snapped him right out of that. Right. It completely changed his mindset and he decided that he's, he wasn't going to do it. it. It completely, you know, 180 degree turn. Um, and I, you know, hearing that I, I just, I, I was breaking down, you know, emotionally, um, such a powerful, a powerful thing. I, I never, I knew that, you know, it, it was helping people to a degree. Um, some people had said, Hey, you're probably saving lives. You're probably, you know, really helping. And I thought, yeah, okay. Saving lives. I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, no, he, he told me I had saved his life by doing that. And so I, uh, that was, that was a really defining moment. Um, I, up until then, you know, was, and really, I think I was, I was doing that run. Sometimes you get on long runs, right. And you just kind of think, and there's nothing else to do because you're out just running by yourself. And I was thinking yeah. like, is this really having that much of an impact, right? Cause it's having an impact on my body physically. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. it worth the effort still? Right. Maybe I'll do it occasionally. Eventually. I don't know if I can do this for years or whatever. After right. that experience, um, it, there was no question anymore. It was, I'm never going to stop doing it. I I'm going to do it every time I run. I have been doing it every time I run, but I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, I'm going to do it. I don't care how my body feels. Uh, I don't care if my legs fall off, right? Whatever happens, like this has become like a life mission now. And mm. when I say that, that sounds like a lot of responsibility. And I think it is, but I just want to clarify that it's not something that it's like, okay, it's my life burden. Um, it's right. my life mission, but it doesn't feel like a burden. 
at all. Um, now some days, you know, you just don't want to go out of bed. You don't want to go outside. It's cold. It's whatever still. Yeah. But it's, I knew I, I, I have to do it. I knew there is, you know, I discovered an opportunity, um, where I could really help people that just, you know, it wasn't being met and I was affecting so many people and not just in minor ways, but in some cases, major ways. And I, if I, you know, if I don't go out on a day, if I decide not to do it anymore, I'm missing those opportunities. Um, so I, I knew I had to do it at that point. That was, that was probably the most impactful. And I've had a lot of powerful experiences since then as well, but, um, he was, he's a great guy. He, he's actually, um, battling cancer and he, um, decided to, you know, to stick with it. And he lived for about another year after that. He actually passed away back in October. Um, I was able to go meet him, uh, track him down. I think he tracked me down on Facebook at one point, but I was able to go That's by and awesome. meet him and, and meet with his family. Um, it ended up being right before he passed away. Um, but we just cried together, you know, for a while. Um, yeah. And I'm crying now because of it. <laughs> it will, it will always be that, you know, defining moment of, of this experience. And I really want to share it and I want to, uh, I, he really wanted to share his story as well. And he said, I can share it and things like that, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to a point yet where I can, you know, where I figured that out and, and working with his wife and things like that. But, um, there'll be more to come on that story because it's, it's, it's a powerful thing. Um, and really just a great lesson to me that, um, you know, what you're doing is important and it's more important than, you know, well, yeah, that's, thank you for sharing the part of the story that you're able to, and that's huge. It's, and what you said is so right about us just needing that little bit of validation to rekindle the fire. Because I, I, I thought it was so funny. Uh, this was the, maybe the second time I saw you um, and you were at the top of Overland Hill and you just looked exhausted holding up the sign <laughs> above your head. And I just thought, man, and it just made me smile. And it wasn't, it wasn't a smile as in like, that guy's crazy. It made me think, how powerful is that? To see how tired and how much you were fighting to keep, keep the, and there was a line of cars. So you'd probably been holding that sign for a while above your head. And I believed in, I, I believed you that you believed in me, even though we, we had never met. And, and there's something powerful in that, that we do believe in ourselves. And we just, we really need that external, that validation sometimes to, to know that, but every single one of us does have potential. And so those four words that just popped into your head for that sign could not have been more perfect. So. Oh, thank you for that. That's amazing. I probably was exhausted. That's a, it's a climb (laughs) up there. That's for people who don't know. That's on a funny I, side note. No better than me. Yeah. A funny side note. It's gonna be at least a half mile. Yeah, uphill. The uphill parts are hard. Yeah. It, you have this mental picture of yourself, and sometimes I'll be running, and I'll I'll listen to like some really good music, right? And you're th- you're feeling like really like, you feel like you're in a movie running with like a battle banner, right? And you're rallying people, and it's just like an amazing experience. You have this mental picture, like you look. Oh, I must just look, you know, <laughs> awesome right now. And then people snap pictures of you and they go, 
They're like, hey, I saw this guy. Like, he's running. Here's a picture. And I, I look like, you know, just or like, I, my face. I, it's, it's hilarious. Um, I feel, I feel majestic and inspiring in, in some of those moments. Uh, other times I don't. But there's no way I look like it. <laughs> we we view you as majestic and inspiring. Oh, I appreciate even though... that. <laughs> like I really feel fired up, and my outward appearance is probably like um, I'm dead. And it's not always like that. But yeah, sometimes you know when uh, when you see me, I might be four or five, six miles in, right, or more. Yeah, it just depends, right? And it's well, if you would have seen me, you know, like twenty minutes earlier, I would have been looking a lot happier but <laughs> i try to i try to smile i try to you know to make eye contact with people without tripping you know in a ditch but yeah it doesn't always look well, the way you think of it. it should <laughs> well you know it it does because there that's there's something powerful about two arms above your head while you're running like anybody with two arms above their head while they're running there's a lot of energy behind that whether they're exhausted or not yes and so <laughs> Yeah, that I think that's pretty awesome. And and from what I understand, you've had a few people pick up a sign as well and start running yeah. in their own areas. Um, yeah. What would you so? And, and this is coming from somebody who's thought, man, that would be such an amazing thing to experience. But I don't want to come across as disingenuous. I don't want to come across as an imposter. To, to what you have done, um, what would you say to somebody like that? Yeah, those those kinds of people are my are my people. Um, I don't own, I do not own the message, um, and it's not something I, I want to own. Right, so that's it's something that I believe in you and the, and the sign running thing. It's something that my goal. Um, I, I wish there was someone like that in every city, right? So every morning people are, are leaving the house going out that they could see one of us like that. Um, so, and that's, that's still my goal. Now being a, a, you know, having a full-time job and five kids and, you know, and, and, and volunteering and, and all, all the different things that you do, it's, it's, it's not necessarily easy to, to make tons of progress in that all the time. Although I am making progress and we'll be, you know, doing some more of those things, but, um, yeah, if it's definitely not, you know, as being an imposter, I want as many imposters as possible, <laughs> right? And if you if you want the I believe in you and that's the message that resonates with you, totally fine. If you have your own message, you know, yeah. um, whatever that is, um, that's fine as well. I, I just, I want people to join me, um, you know, for two reasons, right? You do a lot of good, number one, but number two is, it really improves how you feel about your life. It really does. Um, it's not going to make you any money. It's not going to make you any of those other things. And none of those things really even matter, but it's going to improve the areas that matter the most. It's you just, when you are involved in that process of bringing people out of the dumps mentally, and not only that, but probably, you know, hundreds of people every time you go out, um, never realizing the full effects some of those you know things that you did it's, it, it it makes you feel i mean it's it's an amazing feeling i want everybody else to feel that right if, if you're out there running already and you're a runner 
um, consider joining me, right? I mean, my I'm not super athletic and I'm, you know, in my 40s, but my body's holding up okay. Now, I don't want to get sued. If something happens to you, please don't sue me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making money from this, but... It's a great disclaimer. Take, yeah, take the risks uh, in, in mind, but um, you don't have to hold it above your head. You don't have to hold it down uh, wherever. You know, I one of the guys, I... I he does it like he'll hold it up and then sometimes he's tired he just puts it on his shoulder right so everybody can see it this way and um there there's go. all kinds of different ways you can do it whatever you can do find a way to uplift somebody right and for me this is, is such a cool thing too because i was already running this i didn't add yes it's harder but i didn't add a new thing like a whole new i've got to do this whole thing and it's all separate from what i do like i just added the science of what i was already doing and yeah it, it's amazing. I would, I would love, love to be joined by that. I, you know, planning some different things and some different events. We have gotten together and run together from time to time uh, and gotten together, you know, a few of us at the same time and a couple of us having different messages. I want to do more of that. And I will be uh, pushing that a lot this year. Uh, we did do some events this last year where we just got together at Health Science right on Street Corner so that the people that can't run can do that. But yeah, please. Please copy what I'm doing. <laughs> and if well, you can get out there, you. yeah, and if you can run with the sign, use all the credit, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I I definitely invite everybody to join me. Well, great. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And so if somebody wants to join you or join an event or want to, wants to stay tuned for when those are, because a lot of the audience is local, uh, would they just message you on Facebook? Is that the best best way to yeah, get hold of you? The most um, I spend the most time on Instagram. Uh, okay. My Instagram account it's Runner Guy with a sign, and you know I I post um, everything I'll be posting about that will be there. All the information and things like that. There's a a good amount of work I need to do, but that's that's where you can stay up to date with the the latest developments and in. in yeah, you know, the sign running cause. <laughs> cool. Have you ever thought of doing like a relay, like a cross country yeah. the sign? And that's probably a lot of plan. Yeah, you know, I've thought about that a lot. Um, I, I think at this point, if you say, have you ever thought about in relation to this? I've probably thought about it because <laughs> I think about yeah, this a I lot. Um, yeah. What, you know, what other things could I be doing? Um. Yeah, definitely. Now, like running across the country, I, I don't think that would work. I would probably die within the state yeah. boundaries. Oh, man. Uh, a relay race, though, <laughs> we have we have talked about that. Um, other people, you know, are are wanting to plan that for this next year. So you might see a relay race. Cool. Um, planning on doing a five k as well uh, locally here. Cool. But yeah, and I'm also putting some effort and some thought into. Um, you know, putting maybe a, a, a actual registered charity together and things like that. But uh, I want to do it in a way wow. that makes sense. I don't want to do it in the typical way that everybody does it. It has to make sense for what we're doing. I So I, I'm putting a lot of thought into that. Eventually you might see some output. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just see a, you know, it's, it's, it's so fun to, to do it. Um, but it's also fun to see how it's spreading and how, you know, teachers at the school, have the sign and kids take turns running around at recess with it. Um, oh. or people join me in runs or people, 
people are doing, you know, the exact same thing, but they're like, you know what, what you did inspired me to do a, a food drive in the neighborhood or what you did inspire me to, all right, there's this, that's what I want. I want you to find, you to listen to that little voice that's telling you to do good things, good things that are hard, that are challenges, uh, listen to it and do it. And, and that's what I want people to do because everybody has their own unique way of doing it. <clears throat> for me, it's running. Uh, but you know, for you, it could be something completely different, but it's totally relevant to people that, uh, that maybe I can't reach to that. Right. There's, there's probably some hard guys, probably guys like me, like see a guy running with a sign and think, I don't need stupid reminders and stupid inspirational quotes. Right. That's I'm tough. Right. I don't need that. Right. So <laughs> you might be able to reach them in a way that I can't because that doesn't resonate with them. But yeah, just yeah. do the good thing that you want to do. I just, I want to inspire that in other people. That's great. Well, Ben, thank you so much for the phone call. Yeah. Appreciate your time, man. Anytime. You guys, thank you so much for listening all the way through. It means a lot. And now I'm going to sell you on something. Ready? Please leave a review on the podcast. That would just mean the world to me. That's it. Hope you have a good one. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of Mentor Mountain. Bye.